Welcome to another podcast here. My name is Joseph, and I got my beautiful wife, Lisa, right next to me. Hey, everyone. And we originally were going to be closing our series on Family Dynamics last podcast with Family Dynamics Part 3. However, when we were looking at what we wanted to speak about, as well as looking at different directions we were going to go, we realized that one issue that we originally were going to have as a separate podcast really does fall in family dynamics. And yes, this it is does. Yeah, and this is the issue of step families, of blended families. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to be upfront. We don't have experience in this area firsthand. We have academic knowledge. Right. As well as experience of working with people. I am not from a step family. And neither am I. However, we both have had divorce in our family, but it was when we were, when I was an adult and already out of the house. And so was I. And I chose not to really have a relationship in that regard. Which that's a different story for a different time. But we are what is considered what is called an original family, which means both me and Lisa, this is our first marriage. The children we have in our marriage is a product from our first marriage, and we're still a family unit. Biological children. Exactly. When it comes to blended families, blended families have a little bit of a a spectrum. It could be the first marriage for one spouse, but the second marriage for another, and they're bringing in children. It could still be both people's first marriage. Right. But someone had a child before they were ever married. Right. And that's coming into the mix. Or it could be both people have kids and they're bringing them together so that they become a completely blended family. Regardless of age, they're coming together to live under one household and in another new family dynamic. Uh, Blended families can also include that the biological parents are very heavily involved with joint custody, uh, so on and so forth, right? Uh, with that, with that uh, mix. So, when we are looking at, when we're talking blended families, you might fall under this list when you are looking at getting married, or you're already in your first few years of marriage, and you probably can already identify with some of the things we're going to be talking about. But hopefully, maybe we'll be able to bring some clarity to some things you're experiencing mm-hmm. and you not know why. Because you might be a step-parent and being going, wow, why am I the enemy? Right. Or you're beating your head because you're saying, why is it this working? Why aren't these kids accepting me? I've done everything. I've right. taken them to their soccer games. I have put food on their you know, on their plate and a roof over their head. I'm I'm giving them trying a to build relationships with them and you know, trying to get them to kind of interact with you and it's just gotten so hard. And they're just still calling me by my first name or in some cases mm-hmm. still by your last name, like if you're right. a teacher or such. Well, we're gonna discuss a lot of that here today, but I want to first address those who are looking at getting married. You might have some really rosy outlook about your families coming together. And you might even be taking assumptions, especially if you are marrying someone who might be coming out of abuse. And you're you're already thinking, hey, I'm already a 
better person and you know I'm going to take care of your your children uh we're going to have this really romantic beautiful marriage and we're going to live happily ever after right the rose colored glasses is what we kind of call that the reality is is that might not be the case and there's some real interesting things about our society here today because you're not necessarily unique in this mm-hmm. fashion in terms of blended families we're actually starting to see that according to um, one website that is called stepfamily.org, which cites the U.S. Bureau of Census, has, has actually shown that on an average, 1,300 families, new stepfamilies are formed every day. This could be in the, the, the spectrum of people deciding to live together to see if it will work out. Or people who are getting married. But 1,300 new staff families are forming every day. Which also means there's a lot of families who are getting divorced and this is their second chance. Right, right. And even over 50% of U.S. families are remarried or recoupled in the U.S., which is crazy. So you are looking, it is very possible you are marrying someone who already has attempted marriage. Mm-hmm. Or has already has had children and that relationship fall apart. but. Even if they didn't have children, they're they're showing that most marriages are only lasting roughly about seven years, and it's one out of two marriages end in divorce. Which is kind of a a sad statistic if you think about it. Now, I do know that there is uh, sometimes some misperceptions about statistics. Feel free to research for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, There's even a few statistics even I read and even in the study that I'm kind of like, well, I think you're painting a picture that's not quite right. But we're not talking about statistics today in terms of their validity. Um, I think you can actually trust a lot of it and really gives you a gauge of what to look at. Right. And keep in mind, this is from, you know, pretty recent, 2010 to 2020. 2020 hasn't quite come out yet. They're still obviously trying to do the research on what's happening now in our society. Some of these other statistics that are coming out is uh, 75% of those who got divorced remarry. Mm Mm-hmm. And out of those, 66% of those living together um, or were remarried end up breaking up if children are involved. Now, I'm not trying to say don't get married if you're going to end up being a step-parent. What I am saying and is what I want you to understand is you got another dynamic that's going to take a lot of grace, a lot of self-sacrificing. Lots of work. A lot of work to be able to increase the success of your marriage with kids coming in that are not necessarily yours. That are not biologically yours. So with step families, um, according to stepfamily.org, like we had talked about before, it says that when you bring in the blended families, it suggests about 60 to 70% of these marriages involving children from a previous marriage fail. That's about double what it is for just overall marriages ending in divorce, which sits about 30 to 35% at this point. Again, that's a very scary statistic here. And that's one that makes you probably go, oh my gosh, I know some of you might have just pooped yourself a little bit. <laughs> Let me, let's put this in perspective and let's analyze this a little bit. I'd be willing to bet that the reason why it's so high is because we have done a really bad job approaching it. 
Right. I believe that probably 60 to 70% of these people probably went into it with rose-colored glasses. Right. With that rose-colored glasses, Jay and I want you to be successful. So we want you to have those rose-colored glasses, but we want you to do it with a reality that it does take work, and it's going to take even more work to bring in a blended family together. And so when people when this these groups were getting married, there was probably some cultural concepts, some um, some fairy tale thinking mm-hmm. that ended up blowing up when reality hit. Well, right. what do I mean by that? There is probably some thinking that while we love each other, and because you love your that spouse so much. You're just assuming everything will fall into place. Right. That these kids are going to love me and, you know, I'm going to love them right away and things like that. And that's just, unfortunately, with these statistics, just not reality. Or you just assume that the kids will just get over it. They be able to bounce back. Or you might have a cultural aspect of, well, I'm now, you know, my spouse's husband, I'm now my spouse's wife, which makes me mom, which makes me dad, which instantly comes with all those authorities and perks Mm -hmm. and status that you would have gotten with a biological parent. The hard reality is that is not true. Now we've worked with teenagers for a long time. So we've talked to a lot of teenagers who from it, from um, who were from step families. And what is interesting about them is the fact that you know, you, we got to remember that children are kind of almost binary in their emotions. They only their their emotions are either on or they're off. Right. And if they're on, they're only really one emotion at a time. From a kid's undeveloped brain, you're uh, you, and, and I'm sorry if this is going to upset you. Most of you step parents are probably a just below, maybe a step above a teacher. Mm-hmm. For some teenagers, you're practically a babysitter level. You don't, you're here for a little bit. You don't really have any authority. And you're more of an annoyance to me than anything else. Because you're not my mom. You're not my dad. Now, And I'm sure that's something that when you've dealt with this, if you are a blended family, you've heard before. You're not my mom. You're not my dad. You don't get to tell me what to do. You're also seen as an intrusion into their life. Right. You're the reason what the situation is. You're the reason why mom and dad can't get back together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of kids see it that way. Even when the kid knows dad was an abuser or mom was crazy or vice versa. Even when they know that, even if they are in agreement that their parent should have divorced their spouse because of abuse or a bad situation. The reason why they feel that way is because there is a biological bond that you do not have and will never have. Right. This is a reality that I think a lot of step parents and step families don't realize. Right. They fail to see it because, again, we're talking about those rose colored glasses. It just causes you to kind of lose. Uh, what might be in reality. And probably don't even realize that there's actually a lot of work that needs to be done before you really bring your families together. Yes. Again, the 60 to 70% that ends in failure, you could see that I think in a lot of cases, you were set up to fail, either by Mm -hmm. your own thoughts, culture, or perspective, or 
I think there's a lot of premarital counseling as well as pastors or any religious leaders that that has failed to really address this issue in your premarital counseling. So if you're in your first few years of marriage or you've been married a while, you, you think back, did you really do that much discussion about the dynamics of stepchildren? Or did you do a lot of discussion even with your spouse, your soon-to-be mm-hmm. spouse, about the dynamics with stepchildren? And, and how things are going to run in the family and, you know, who's going to make those decisions. I think a lot of times step families don't address those before they get married and then it blows up when they actually are married. I don't think step parents realize how much sacrifice you got to make. Yes. It's a lot more work. To be able to love your spouse's children Mm -hmm. and to love those children because those children are literally fighting against biology. I will take my wife for an example here. Um, Her father, I think we said on other podcasts, was a jerk. He, He really disqualified himself of having those fatherly privileges. And even though my wife knew that, mm-hmm. has explained that, has even confronted him on that, there was still this part of her that says, I want him to walk me down the aisle. Yep. This is where you'll even get those well, stories. Yeah, and I can, I'm sorry, yeah. I can say also, you know, that I had that in my head. I, I can honestly say it probably came from Father of the Bride, that movie, Father of the Bride with Steve Martin. Um, because it shows, you know, her imagining him walk her down the aisle and, you know, that was a real privilege for, for him. And so for me, it was that same kind of thing. Cause that kind of came out when I was thinking about wanting to get married and all of that. So it was, you know, it was one of those things where I just really had that desire, even with how he was treating me and my siblings at and the time. A lot of that desire is biological. It mm-hmm. goes against it goes against all logic. It goes against all reasoning. That's why it's even hard. And I, my heart has broken for step parents who are there and have said, "I was there for their lives." Right. You know, their their biological parent wasn't there. I was the one that took them to sports. I showed up at the the plays. I paid for college. I put a roof over their head. I tried to be loving. I replaced all those those benefits and I don't get to dance with the groom in the mother daughter mother son dance. I don't get to dance with the daughter in the father daughter dance. Right. They want their biological parent who just showed up for every once in a while. Yeah. I even remember an article I was reading. It was a quite a few years ago, but there was this father that just wrote in or stepfather, excuse me, that just wrote in and said, you know, I was paying for all the wedding. I, you know, was going to do all this for my daughter. And she basically was saying that she wanted her biological dad to walk her down the aisle. And he just felt like it was such a slap in the face because he had been there for so long for her. And she still had that desire to have her dad walk her down the aisle. And she was, he was really upset about it. And I would argue it was a slap in the face. However, you're fighting against biology. Mm-hmm. And we're only using just the marriage of the walking down the aisle because, A, we're, you know, we talk about marriage and weddings all the time here. But B, as an example of how strong biology is, mm-hmm. that even when you know someone is toxic for you, you still want them in your life. You have that connection by blood. If that biology connection is that strong in a toxic relationship with a biological parent, 
imagine how strong that bond is when the biological parent is a good parent in their life and you are the step parent. Right. So all those dynamics are at play. And when you are entering into a marriage where you're going to instantly become a stepmother or a stepfather, you really have to take into account those dynamics. Yep. You got to do that work um, to be able for it to be successful. And it's going to take time. It's really is. And, and I'm not patience. saying, and and don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying you you need to cater to the child. That's not where we're going to go right. with this. What we're telling you is there's some bi- there's some biological, psychological dynamics that is probably making your connection into this family a little bit harder mm-hmm. or causing some confusion of why, wow, we've only been married for about a year and I don't know if I can handle this. Right. Because this is a family dynamic that you've got to be prepared for. So we're going to be talking about, here's some some steps, here's some perspectives that you could possibly have that if you're about to become a step parent in a family, we're not, again, we're not saying don't get married. We're just saying as you move forward, bringing your lives together, take this element seriously in your engagement and in your relationship, because it will be a factor at some point because you are fighting against Biology. Biology. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, again, there's a lot of great resources out there. I encourage you look up books, look up websites. The Step Family uh, Foundation, I think, is a, a really beautiful one. I really like it. I think that will give you some great perspective. But we're going to kind of touch on some things. So, if you're coming in as the s- step parent here into this new marriage, one, have these conversations with your spouse. Or even before you make them your spouse. Exactly. Have some conversations. And what is the conversations? The conversation is, is literally on the same lines as the expectation talk. What is your expectations of me as the stepmom or the stepdad? Because you might have some expectations. You right. might have some preconceived notions. And the reality is... They don't. They might say, well, and I know this sounds really crude, but they one one might say, well, they have a mother. You're my wife. Now, that might sting a little bit. Right. Yeah. Because you're going to be interacting with these children as well. You know, but you're going to want to bring it up like, all right, well, if I'm just your wife, then why are we talking about the fact that I have to take them to school, help them with their homework? You know, I have to do all the motherly jobs. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to have those conversations. You know, now I'm not saying fight for title. I'm saying have these conversations of expectations. Right. Because it will help you before you get into the situation. And then you're, for lack of a better term, stuck and not sure what to do at at that point. Or you almost feel like you got bait and switched. Right. I signed up to be a wife. I signed up to be a husband. I didn't sign up to be a father. I didn't sign up to be a mother. Mm -hmm. And when you have children, you did. Yeah. Whether you want to or not. So first and foremost, your your discussion should be about expectations. Mm-hmm. What is your expectations of me as a mom, as a stepmom, as a stepdad? The second conversation is actually with the kids. What is their expectations of you mm-hmm. as stepmom, as stepdad? I, it, I think it's very important that you get their input. I'm not saying you got to do everything they said. 
but you need to hear where they're coming from. So you want to hear their expectations. And they may not, and I'm going to be honest, you're going to probably have to help them speak it out. And if you can't, you need a counselor or a pastor to help them articulate what they're thinking and feeling. Because again, they're children, even when they're 16, 17, they still have a childlike mind. Their brains are still developing and they're going to need help to articulate what they're feeling and what they're expecting. In in fact, we um, talked to some people that were from step families, and that was one thing that they definitely suggested was to get some counseling before you actually get into this relationship or, you know, marriage, because it would be very important to have maybe a third party involved to kind of help you flesh out these issues. And some of these issues are going to be cultural. Another a step is that as you're dealing with this family dynamic, you need to let go of your preconceived notions of what makes a family a family, whether it's cultural, religious, or anything. Mm-hmm. Because from a religious standpoint, yeah, there's certain roles that you play, and I'm not going to get into that in just a moment. I strongly have opinions in those areas and beliefs in those areas. What I'm saying is this just because you are stepmom doesn't mean you require the kids to call you mom. Or dad. Right. That is not necessarily a road to health. Yeah, that's something that you're going to have to let them do on their own if they are comfortable doing it. With, with you have to tread lightly with being an authority figure. If you come in saying, well, I'm mom, I'm dad, what I say go. Mm-hmm. Well, and the kid, as teenagers do, you know. Well, you're not my mom. You're not my dad. Even though it's I don't have to listen to you. I te- hate you. <laughs> technically, they're right. Right. I don't have to listen to you. You're not my parent. You are someone that came into my dad or mom's life. And I'm, I don't I and I didn't choose that. And I'm forced to tolerate you. Right. Which puts it in a really weird dynamic because if they're going to obey their father or mother, biological father or mother, then they must obey their biolo- their step mother or father. Mm-hmm. You see how this can get confusing for a kid? Even for an adult, it's confusing. Right. But for a kid, for very confusing. Now, I'm not saying do not have healthy boundaries. You got a punk little teenager cussing you out. Oh, you put up some boundaries. You make sure that that, that kid... Knows they don't speak to you in a certain in a in a in disrespectful tone. Yeah, no different than if you were at a restaurant and you had a punk teenager being rude to you. So there is lines. Yes, and do have up healthy boundaries. I think that is the second thing that I would say that they need to do is have healthy boundaries and to talk about boundaries mm-hmm. in both what the kids' boundaries are and what your boundaries are and what your spouse's boundaries are. That's all important to know. And you're going to have to talk about it together as a family. And the biological parent is going to have to be the one that sets the ground rules of this. Right. My suggestion to step parents is your authority begins and ends at the biological parent. You echo what they say. Yes. If biological dad said, do your homework and it needs to be done by 6 p.m., step parent reminds, lets them know. They don't add on their own punishment. They don't add on their own authority. They just say, hey, your father said have this done before six. And I'm bound to tell your father if you did or didn't do it. Right. 
And he said, if you didn't do it, I wasn't, I'm not allowed to let you borrow the car, go to a friend's house, play video games, play video games. That is a stat. That is a tactic that I would highly suggest step parents take is you follow the biological. Now you might be saying, are you kidding me? My bio, the bio, his biological father is such a pushover. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sucks to be you. I'm, I'm sorry. But if you're going to have any side of peace in your family, you're going to, you're, this is going to be something that you may need to adopt for the health of your family. And this may be weird because it's not maybe what you were picturing for your life, but you fell in love with someone and now this is where you're at and this is where the work comes in and you have to kind of enforce by what the biological father's saying, or sorry, father, spouse, whoever it might be, is saying. Because, um, again, you haven't earned the right to be the mom or dad. Especially if you've only dated your step-spouse for about six months and then you got married. Mm-hmm. That means nothing to a child. Which is a, another point. If you want to be able to have an easier time in your engagement, make sure in your dating life you are wooing the child as much as you're wooing the spouse. You know, wooing is important because whether it be your stepchildren or, you know, your biological children or you have your, you know, your half uh, brothers and sisters and things like that, it's one of those things where you know, we talked to some uh, kids that had gone through um, blended families, and one of the biggest patterns that we found was that they didn't feel included. They didn't feel included with the biological children. They felt like things weren't really fair, that they were left out a lot. Almost like an us versus them. Yeah. Even though that wasn't the parent's intent. Right. So it's very important to make sure that children are treated equally, whether it be your stepchildren and your biological children or half children, you know, half brothers and sisters and, um, you know, your stepchildren. It's very important to make sure that 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 they are treated equally, because in what we in talking to these to these children through these blended families, that was one of the biggest patterns that we found. Absolutely. You definitely want to start building that relationship. And it will kind of depend on the child if they're willing to give you that. But you continue to love them. You continue to show them love. Not necessarily that you're loving them yet, but just that you're showing them kindness. You're showing them who you are. Helping them get to know you as well would be very important. And you be the adult. Yes. They're going to be children. Biological kids are jerks to their parents. (laughs) <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> so I'm sure you can imagine what it might be like being the step parent in the vault. So you're going to get jerkiness with a side of fries, okay? <laughs> and it, I'm going to tell you, it's not fair. And it's not. It's not. It, it's not. It, it is so crushing. I would also suggest being patient and kind to them. Because if you're not, you're going to have a lot more pushback from a child than you would if, say, you were the biological parent. And this is why taking care of yourself is going to be so important. And there's a couple of things that I want to add into taking care of yourself because we've been talking about with the kid. Well, before I get into taking care of yourself, let's just kind of move on still. As a step parent, here's the other part. Echo what the, echo what the authority from the biological parent 
but then be an advocate for that kid. Let that kid see that you are on their side, not trying to be their best friend. You're still, right. you're still an adult. You're not their friend. You're not trying to be their sister. You're not trying to be their best bestie. You're still an authority figure of some kind to them. Yes. So, but you can be an advocate. Mm-hmm. Hey, your father said, or your mother said, if you didn't have your homework done, you're grounded for two weeks. That's what they said. Behind closed doors. You go, you, you tell that biological parent, hey, you know, it was actually a pretty good day. Yes, he didn't get, he or she didn't get it done, but maybe we can do it for a week. And then, Not and, as hard. And you let that kid know saying, hey, this is what your father said. This is what your mother said. I talked to them. You're only grounded for a week. Now you just put yourself into an advocate point of view. You're right. still. Ref- a good light. <laughs> you're still putting down that they have consequences to their behavior. But you are you are being an advocate. You're an advocate for the biological parent, and you are an advocate for the child. And if you can, re- if step parents can realize that your role is to mend the bridge, mm-hmm. I believe that you'll actually create a very long family unit because a your marriage is going to continue to have good lines of communication. Right. You and your stepchild will have good lines of communication. And you're not trying to carry on the stress of being what you're actually not is their parent. It's a parent, yeah. A lot of these failures that we're seeing is because I I really would be surprised if these people did not believe that, well, I'm mom, I'm dad. Mm -hmm. And even the biological parent was reinforcing that when they really shouldn't have. And so thus setting themselves out to fail. Because why do they fail? If the step-parent goes to the biological parent and say... Hey, your kid is messing up. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a biological instinct to protect your own. Right. It just it automatically comes out in um, in the parent. They just want to protect. You know, you, me and my wife talked about this earlier. You know, I could say some things about her family and be 100% correct. I could have people around me who will agree with me and say, yes, you are right. I can show data, studies. Everything that says I am 100% correct. I'm not talking ni- like bars of soap correct, where it's 99.98. <laughs> I mean 100% correct to the point where she will agree you are right. But you know what? Because it's her biological family, she'll defend them. She'll make excuses for them. She'll get resentful of me for even bringing it up. Why? Because that's biology. That's how we're designed. So, so siblings and family members, imagine what it's like when it's your own child. Right. There's a natural defensiveness that we'll have. So as step-parents, you have to be conscious, intelligent, and knowing when to choose your battles when you actually have to bring up an issue about the kids. It's a hard road to put in, but this is what I believe step families are going to need to consider when they're actually coming together. Now, some of you might be from different cultures and you might just saying, wow, this guy's full of, sh- full of crap. You know what? You can believe that all you want, but the dad is on my side. And if you don't believe me now, <laughs> you will in about a year. Yeah. So, um, Either listen now, 
and be able to take some steps to be an authority, but in a smart way, loving on these stepchildren that you may already in your heart just consider your own. Mm -hmm. So that way you can create an environment to let them become like sons and daughters to you sacrificing your marriage and become closer as a family and if i think if you do this the way of love long enough they will see you as mom and dad right and they will hopefully at one point call you mom and dad so that you know then i think i think thinking back on step families and whatnot, I think that is kind of a, a tell that tells them, okay, they're actually accepting me as a parent now when they start to actually call them mom and dad, mom or dad. Step families, blended families are a beautiful thing. They really are. I hope you're not hearing some, hearing, you know, discouragement of not getting to this. No, I'm saying yes. If you if you can become a stepmom or stepdad and be able to provide a beautiful family, do so. But don't step into that arena thinking it's going to be easy. Right. We're not saying not to do it. Please don't think that that's what we're saying. I know it's been kind of a, a negative kind of thing that we're talking about. What we are saying is with those rose-colored make sure that you have the reality. Make sure you do the work. And hopefully before you get into this um, marriage, because if you don't, those statistics, the data is saying that it's going to be a lot harder time than if it was just, you know, biological parents having kids. It's just, a, it, unfortunately, it's just what the data is showing us. So train for it. Right. So if you are looking at getting married and you're going to be a step parent, go to classes. Find counseling. I would also suggest that you find a person to cope with, you know, because it will be hard. Because even after you have to read all the books and prayed all the prayers and sought wise counsel, it's still going to be hard and challenging. But if you stick with it, you will see some beautiful things. I think you might be the first one they call when when something good happens in their life. Or when something bad happens in their life. You will be honored. And... It's going to be a life of sacrifice. I will tell you that right now, because even when you do everything right and they do everything right on marriage, marriage, logical parent that kind of gets the gets the nod to I I, I, the honor and I've seen it and it it, my heart breaks for that. But it is what it is. So I, I really encourage you to stick with it, but train for it. One of the ways to self care is. Find someone other than your spouse to vent to. This can be a therapist, a pastor, a best friend that knows how to keep their mouth shut, by the way. Um, (laughs) That's important. So you can say, oh my gosh, this stepkid is a little, you know, and you can be emotionally and your friend goes, I know, but love never fails, right? Yes, love never fails. You know, need someone that's going to advocate for you in, in helping you think through, even though this kid's really frustrating right now, you know, remember, be patient, love them, let them know that you love them. And as a family, I would encourage you to be in counseling at, in family counseling, even if it's for a checkup. Mm-hmm. So that way you can navigate things as well as 
talk with the biological parents. If you're the stepmom, do what you can to show love to the biological mother. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not going to say it's not going to be awkward. It will. But if that kid sees that you value their mom, they're going to be more inclined to come to your defense. Or they see that you value their dad, Mm -hmm. they're going to be more inclined to come to your defense. These are the way of love will be key to making a blended family work. Regardless if it's a step-parent or whether you have half-siblings in the mix, this is the way. So let's recap. Uh, You want to make sure that you talk to the children about their expectations. You want to talk to your spouse about their expectations of you. And you want to give them your expectations of what you're wanting as well. And then also talking about boundaries, what the boundaries are in the family that you're marrying into. That's a huge one because you, if you don't know the boundaries, then you may overstep them. And then that's when problems start happening. And remember, it's going to take extra work. You haven't made that bond. And so you're going to have to work harder to get that bond with the children. And the bond is time, not money. Right. Because a kid will just use you as a genie in a bank. (laughs) I'm not saying don't do some trips and treat them, you know, special at Christmas. But don't think buying them is going to work. Yes. Good luck. I hope you can navigate through your family dynamics. And I want to encourage you, if you are getting overwhelmed as being a step-parent, go find support. A pastor, a religious leader, a therapist. Find help. Get some conversations going. And just love your spouse. Love his children. And be that person and replace those blessings that they may have missed out of. And hopefully if you can get some help, then hopefully you won't add to the statistic that we found, um, which is double what a biological family um, divorces would be. I believe our listeners can turn this around. All right. That's all for today. And let us remember love is not just of the heart, but also of the mind. After hearing this podcast, if you would like some premarital coaching, come check out our new website at hmpremarital.com. That again is hmpremarital.com. If you have enjoyed the show and it really has helped you out in your relationship, consider being a supporter of the show. You can either click the little heart icon in the top right-hand corner of our podcast website or you can click in the description where it says support the show any donation would be greatly appreciated and remember love is not just of the heart but it's also of the mind